What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Sean of Sony One, aka Digga Dulamite. The purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 191 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck is Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. What's going on? Hey, not much. As always, just happy to be here. Like I say, every episode, uh, talking about video games. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which you might know him better as Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What up? How much? I was uh, making my last run at GameStop today. I was like, you know, uh, throwing away some... Uh, some bangers that I know I will never play. Like, why do I have Lego games in my possession? I have no idea, but, you know, hey. <laughs> it was a great deal. Oh, wait. Yeah, Binge it was. And Purge. Binge and Purge. Binge and Purge. Oh, boy. Game and I, have a, I have a couple of Lego games that I have not got around to playing. What's what's the what's the average? Uh, I think I had Lego Marvel Collection, which had all three Marvel games. And then uh, what else did I trade in today? Lego City Undercover, so... Okay, I don't think I have either one of those. Yeah, I think from uh, PS Plus, I have like D- Lego DC Supervillains, I think. And I have a few of them digitally. Plus, I have access to Games Pass and the Mega Super Lego Star Wars Skywalker you know, collection. So, I mean, if I wanted to play Lego, I have um, ample opportunities. So, I'm just like, okay. Just, just, just trying to clean up the collection. You know, I was telling Des earlier, I was going over a couple of YouTube videos talking about backlog management and good techniques. And so, you know, we might, uh, you know, see me post more in the Discord. And as far as finishing games, I'm just wanting, you know, this is like almost like New Year's resolution ahead of time because I just want to kind of get get things going on here. So I was having a conversation with... uh, with uh, Eric Bouchard and uh, <laughs> Chris Brown and uh, good old Maverick about you know how many uh, of the more recent PlayStation games I've completed, which I haven't you know haven't beat like you know a lot of the more recent uh, good stuff we talk about, like you've talked about like God of War 2018, Horizon Zero Dawn, da 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 da. So you know I'm gonna make a more concerted effort to play what I have. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll That's see what happens. Cool. At the same time, not buy 10. <laughs> Meanwhile, you'll still be on No Man's Sky and having acquired 30 more games. Before. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh out loud at that. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Sure. Sure, you're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Calling folks out. I'm just messing with you. Just messing with you. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> No, go ahead. No, I was saying that was good. 
all 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 chiding aside, we're going to abuse. What is always our first topic on the docket, that being the playlist. All right, Jabroni Chief, kick things off. Uh, what you been playing? Oh, speaking of that No Man's Sky, yes, I was trying to uh, finish up the uh, a Season 5 expedition, which had to do with pets, and of course, because of my busy schedule and whatnot, I just didn't make time, and I was trying to uh, just rapid fire go through the points, and that's what I should have been doing to begin with when this uh, whole uh, you know reintroduction of the prior expedition started, so... So I did. I did progress a little bit more. Um, you know, I had a a pet that was s- systemically generated from Hello Games, and of course, I told Desmond of the uh, really na- name. Of tell the this story. Well, the name of the pet. It's just it's irritating <laughs> to me as all hell because you know it's like you're like it's you're like, like actually. <laughs> Yeah, the the name of the pet, this big ass dinosaur. His name was Homo Homo. So with a dash. <laughs> that was the generated name. That yeah. was the generated name. Yeah. So it's like you know, <laughs> and I didn't change Damn. it. It's like okay, it's like you know, whatever whatever name the game wants to give it, that's fine. Okay, this big ass dinosaur, Homo Homo, on here, you know, no can do, you know. So it's like you know, I'm sitting here, I'm petting him, I'm like you know. Um, you know, I'm riding homo homo out in the wilderness, you know, so on and so forth. And I tell Desmond, that, you know, hey, homo homo laid an egg. And it's like, you know, he's called me uh, a racist, you know, all this other stuff. So <laughs> calling him homophobic. <laughs> yes. But I want I wound up okay. I went ahead and I changed the name of homo homo to something else. And so Desmond's like, you didn't have to do that. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. So I went ahead and I just went in and I was just going to change the name back to Homo Homo. Well, guess what? The damn game had it all in like stars, basically. It was like trying to edit the uh, the slur, the um, you know bad word, <laughs> the, the, the hateful speech. I was trying to bring name my my pet back to its, you know, born birth name. And of course, no, it's like, OK, I just. Kind of curious what's in the algo- algorithm of No Man's Sky to have that generate to begin with. So. No, yeah, he was going to make it uh, Jacko Homo for, um, for uh, yeah, for Devo. And nope. Yeah, not... Jacko Homo. Yeah, yeah Jacko Homo. And it was just yeah. like, nope. No, thank you, sir. So... And then I went, I, I changed it to Jacko Homo, and Homo was, um, you know, rightfully, you know, um, censored and then i just okay let me let me change it back to homo homo you know you know with the same thing with the dash in between and guess what (laughs) you know all censored it's like come on man what are you doing it's like okay okay Mm. i know yeah this is very silly the whole thing was very silly and i'm like wow okay (laughs) yeah so what'd you end up naming him uh beaver or cleaver or (laughs) Uh, I actually didn't bother renaming because it was the <laughs> night before you know this game was going to convert from a, a oh, expedition yeah. to a, just a normal save. So I'm going to actually go in there next time I play and delete that particular save because you know basically when you start an expedition you just start with nothing and so yeah so no sense in resuming that save at all. You know I'm going to try to when once I hop in the next expedition to just kind of bang it out. 
kind of go from there. You know, that way I'm not spending so much time grinding or doing what I usually do when I play No Man's Sky, which is a lot of like, you mm -hmm. know, just uh, grinding. Yeah, walking around grinding for resources and like, you know, taking a load off whatever tension or whatever else is in my life you know basically so it's that type of game where it's a relaxation relaxation game maybe i should like go and do a garden in my backyard or something instead of playing no man's sky probably get a little bit better benefit or you know do something a little proactive in that way but uh, still enjoying it no man's sky yes and uh, also been playing a little bit of a uh, game that we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, Elevator Action uh, Returns S Tribute, S standing for Saturn. It's the Saturn version of the game. So I did buy this, came out on December 1st, 1499. It's basically the Saturn version of Elevator Action Returns, the same game I played back on the Saturn back in the day. Awesome. Uh, you know, if you guys haven't picked it up yet, I would suggest if you do like um you know combination like i said before elevator actions like uh, returns is like uh, if you took elevator action the original coin up combine it with rolling thunder it's just pretty badass so i've enjoyed that quite a bit i'll probably go back to it and try to complete it on normal and kind of see what if i can do on the little trophy hunt for it so and last but not least, I uh, fired up uh, Fantasy Star Online uh, 2 New Genesis again on the PlayStation. Uh, kind of resumed where I left off. I kind of created a character, got to the uh, main city, and then basically it's just uh, going and doing some of the more tutorial stuff. And uh, just trying to get used to the game again, especially playing with PlayStation controllers. Kind of ghost town in there, but I had to make sure to forgot about the changing the server on the particular world that I was on to make sure it was on the more occupied uh, area on there. And I do have, uh, you know, cross-platform play enabled. So on there, uh, you know, they just introduced another sector on there, a lava you know, sector on there. So game's kind of beefing up. I hate to say it, but it seems like it's not exactly you know, setting the world on fire. But, you know, as long as the gameplay is there, that's all I care about, you know, so. So it'd be kind of cool to, you know, go in. I know, uh, I think about two, three months ago when this game first originally came out for uh, PlayStation uh, that, that we were talking to, like, you know, uh, a friend of the show, Christian, about uh, maybe checking out the game because he's a big Genshin Impact fan. And I know he got into it for a minute. By the time he got in for a minute, we probably had, you know, he's probably out of it already and I'm ready to dive back into it but we'll see how much i play you know i don't know if you're interested in checking out pso2 new genesis again des or not you know we played yeah. quite a bit when it, uh, yeah the they Xbox, just so. they just opened up a new um a new section which is in the which is in like the heart of a volcano so yeah so i mean it's sitting there it's doing what it's supposed to be doing which is you know getting out there and putting in more uh um to call putting in more content so so i'm i'm ready to see what's going to happen so yeah i'm down to to start playing again um i i really want to see you know how it looks and how it plays on the uh, ps5 I, i'm sure it'll be i'm sure it'll be great you know yeah but it's um, fun to see it I, on my preferred console you know yeah i was doing some tweaking because you know basically it has like you could actually with this particular game tweak uh, the graphical settings and so normally because it's a ps4 
version. It, it's basically running in uh, low res mode, and uh, like you know, if it was running off of a standard PS4, and I wound up uh, enabling HDR, and then I went in and I um, enabled like all the bells and whistles, the FXAA, and um, enabled you know G-Sync and all this other doodads in the menu, bumped up the HDR to, you know, make it pop a little bit more as far as color and whatnot. And I'm really actually pretty happy. I think it actually looks better than when I was playing on the Series X on there after, you know, messing with the settings a bit and just cranking everything up to 11. So, <laughs> so kind of have to give it up for at least Sega putting that stuff in. You know, one thing I, I kind of noticed starting to play this game again is that the UI is kind of too busy in my opinion. It's that damn chat box. And I'm thinking, okay, I got this chat, big ass chat box on the right hand side of the screen. And I have an OLED TV now. So I think you can make it smaller, can't you? Believe so. I was trying to actually just disable it altogether, but um, I'm still not able to try to figure out as yeah. far as how to do that. So I might have to. That do is a the bane. Yeah, because uh, you know the whole bo- bottom of the screen is all taken with that. You know, basically the uh, action bar, and then yeah. you got you know, of course, you know, all your gooey stuff in the lower left-hand corner showing, you know, your, like, you know, hit points and your character name and so on and so forth. And then you get this big-ass chat window. You know, obviously, if you want to carry on a chat, that's fine. But, you know, it's just the MMO-ness of this game sometimes. It's just, uh, you know... It's a bit much. Yeah. I imagine if you were, like, less experienced gamer than, like, we are dealing with all that business on that screen, you know, so... Um, so which, uh, just for our listeners, which, um, ship did you go to? Second one, which I don't know the name of off the top. So. Well, just the second one is probably good enough. Just to, all you need to know is just like, there's like, they go from the top to the bottom. So like, and if you pick the second one, you know, you'll be on the one that we're going to be on. So yeah, so, let me look at, I'm going to look up the ship names while we'll go ahead and what, you, what else have you been, uh, playing this week, Des? What's what you've been playing? Okay, well, still playing. Um, I've still been playing um, uh, the Outer Worlds. Uh, still a fun little game. I do think that, you know, uh, if you haven't taken a look at it um, and played it, you really should. It's been um, a lot of fun so far. And I'm really, um, I, I, I really think that um, Obsidian really did a, did a really good job with this game, and I really hope that we get a second one, and and I really hope that um, after they do, I think I think it's uh, the the new one for second or whatever it's called, the new medieval one they're doing. I really hope that they go back to and and do this one. Though I'm not sure that they probably are. I I think this is most likely a one and done. Although I hope I hope that it's not. So um what else have i been playing i've also been playing um what else have i been playing um i also started playing um uh gato robo if you're not familiar with gato robo gato robo is like a metroidvania but it is um what is a metroidvania it's a black and white metroidvania in which you are a cat in a samus suit (laughs) <laughs> running around your your human yeah, crash lands on this planet and, and his cat is the only one that is um able to get out and and have to save him 
so I, the cat you're you're the cat in a mech suit running around doing mech suit cat stuff it's it's very bizarre uh but it's a lot of fun it's very it's very easy it's not super hard it, it's a platformer uh, but it's just one of those things that just makes me laugh because like the, the the interactions between the captain and the cat is just hilarious because he's sitting there talking to the damn cat like the cat like knows what's going on and the cat's just like meow you know <laughs> and you're just kind of <laughs> like like seriously the cat's like meow 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 and you're and the cat's like well you need to we need to do this and the cat's like meow and he's like don't say that we need to do this and the cat's like meow meow <laughs> it's just okay um and then you're you're fighting off like rats in mech suits and stuff and so i've got this actually yeah the that boss is actually kind of hard and i'm thinking about it i have to fight a uh a, a uh a meow mouse a mouse in in a cat in a, in a mech suit and he is being quite uh a bastard to me but he's not it's not hard you know but it's just kind of funny when you when you really kind of look at everything that's happening in the game it's just a silly game you know, it's light platforming. I don't think it's going to take more than like five or six hours to beat it. Um, but it's cute. It's a very cute game. And it's on the Nintendo Switch. So I'm playing my Switch again, which is great. So I, you know, get in the bed and it's just like a really nice, just kind of chill game that you can play and just just chill out. Um, and then the last game that I played, uh, which is the Forspoken demo. Yes, the new Square Enix you know, bad girl um, uh, game that's coming out. You know, you play this, you know, this girl who goes to a different world in which there's all these evil, you know, uh, matrons, uh, magic matrons who who have gone crazy and you have to fight and defeat them. Um, so uh, this is just a demo. So I'm only going to give you my like 90 minute maybe an hour and a half yeah about an hour and a half uh just uh impressions that i have so far i wrote down a little list to talk about please feel free to to ask me any questions if you guys haven't played already the first thing you notice when you turn on this game is it is very very bright like i spent a good five minutes working on the um the 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 calibration for the gamma and the brightness because the there's a lot of like i don't want to say reflective services but there's a lot of white rocks and a lot of like bright white skies it's 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 pretty um the game doesn't look bad but because of the white really makes it washed out that's the one thing that that i just immediately said when i turned it out it's like damn this 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 game is really bright. Like I've never seen a game this bright before, you know? And then as I adjusted the settings a little bit and my eyes got used to it, it, it wasn't as stark, you know, and bright as it was before, but just that's something to, 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 to just watch out when you first look at it. No, the game is that bright. And, and it, it didn't seem like any of the gamma or the darkness or the brightness settings I was working on worked to, to change anything. Uh, for it because it still looked rather uh rather washed out like i, I just you know the, the game looks good but it just looked really washed out in certain in certain aspects you know and you go through a bit of a tutorial to teach you the gameplay 
And um, uh, another thing that uh, that was really interesting or, or a weird kind of stylistic choice was when you go to the uh, the um, the gear section or the magic section and and like the menu section when it's broken down, all that sort of looks like you're looking through a fish eye lens. It's really weird. It's not like flat on like a screen and you pick the buttons and everything. No, everything is sort of rounded like a um, like a ball. So you're looking at something that says like magic or something. So you, you have a list on the bottom, you know, that is flat. And when you hit the R1 button, I think it is, you go over to the to the next one. But but the visual representation on the screen is this fishbowl sort of thing. You know, and I, I don't know. It's 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 a very interesting, uh, it's it, design choice. I mean, it's a style that they're going for, for it, and it just looks really, really interesting. Like I I really hope that you both try this demo out, um, just to see the things that that um that I'm seeing and see your thoughts on it. Um. Uh, the gear section is interesting. You have two two types of gear. You have your cloaks and you have your necklaces. And and it also it also those just give you certain pluses and minuses uh, for spell attacks. Everything is done with spells in this game. Like there's no weapons or anything. It's just spell based. Um, and and uh, speaking of the spells, you have two. I think you have your own set of spells and then you have a secondary set of spells that you can use because I think you beat, you beat one of the matrons and then you get some of her spells or something because they say like you have two separate spell like sections, you know, sections that you have and like yours is like fire. I think it is. And then the other, the other mages was like, was like uh, earth and stuff and so you have and all of the attacks are on the bump or sorry on the triggers the right and the left trigger the right trigger is your standard attack and you either press it a whole bunch of times like a combo or you hold the button down and it'll do a much stronger attack um and then the left one is a support ability that that has to charge up over time or i think it charges up when you attack they don't really tell you anything about this i mean they, they walk through a, a light demo but they don't really tell you what's really going on so i really had to figure it out just by trial and error about what happens because because you have multiple different uh spell effects so on when you're when you switch to the fire one your base attack is a sword right and then your your powerful attack you can change that into a ring of fire you can change it to a charge um you can change it to a series of you know if you from um what is it called from uh uh um oh my god i'm a jojo's bizarre adventure where he goes the you can actually do that in the game and then do like a hadoken fireball at the end with the fire you know like okay and then, and then the 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 secondary and oh, and you can change your your spell that spell effect at any time when you hit the bumper, the right bumper. So you hit the right bumper, time slows down, and then you can switch it to another type, and then you can attack, start attacking again. Um, on the other side, you know, with the fire, with the with the um, with the uh, with the trigger is that's the one that has a cooldown, and you have to attack 
the enemies, I think, to build it up. They have, like I said, the fly firewall. You have a charge attack where you charge at someone, hit them and do a flip. And then the, the combat is really smooth. I I'll give it that. Um, you don't get staggered, um, but only some of your moves stagger certain people. So you the, you do stagger the people that you, 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 you do stagger your enemies, but it really depends on the type of enemies that you're working with. Uh, the enemy variety was, was, was pretty interesting. Um, and then the rock one, the rock uh, spells is like a, it's like a machine gun. You literally have a point and click machine gun where you're firing like, you know, pellets at people like, and then, you know, a lot of DACA. And then uh, you hold the button down, you spray the area. And then after a couple of sprays, a giant like rock flies at them, like boom. And then, and then uh, another one is you hold it down and an area of a, you, you, you throw it, you throw, it's always a rock being thrown as your, as your, um, as your default. But the super powerful is one is like a giant rock that you fling at people, uh, another bigger rock that explodes outward and does a um, an area of effect move, and then there's another one that that is just like a point and click kind of like um, like like gun that you have. It's it's uh, but it's firing out of the out of the out of your hands and stuff, and then that one has the most uh, secondary skills. You can do a you can call a plant. That is a stationary turret that just basically shoots different stuff. You have, you know, a shield you can pull up, a vine whip, and uh, one that will another one that depletes people's uh, stuns them and depletes people. So, so the magic is very varied. But the problem is, you have a you have like a limit break power too. But I couldn't really figure out exactly how to use it. It's when you press both triggers together, you do like a power move, but then if you post if you if you post if you sorry, if you press both but uh, bumpers together, you can switch to the different the different um uh person's magic magical uh affinity or whatever where you want to do the fire or the rock. What they don't tell you is once you have it set up, it's like a triangle. Once you have it set up, you can just hit the left and right on the D-pad. And you can switch your your settings because there are certain monsters that are vulnerable to fire and there's certain monsters that are vulnerable to earth. So you have to kind of switch off to see which ones uh, which, which ones they are. So the combat system, uh, even though it's a little bit finicky at the beginning, once you learn what you learn how to to use it, it gets a lot better. Now, the parkour running is you're, you're you're pretty slow in the game like you're not slow slow but you're pretty slow until you hold down the uh hold down the circle button and then you just sprint and you just like sprint your your feet literally like like burst into flames and you literally run around and you jump and you flip and you fly and you and um your dodging is all done by the by the uh circle button so you can actually dodge and then uh, do an attack and pull yourself in to attack, especially if you're using the fire, because you have to have a you have to close the distance. So there there are distance closers. There are things that you can do when people are downed. There's like super attacks that you can do when people are downed on the ground after you've comboed them out. So th the combat is pretty fluid right now, and, I, and I'm really I'm definitely really really uh, enjoying it. One of the other gears, uh, a gear that you can use, and I think that th this is the gear that really made me laugh, was you have. You have different nails that you can go and find, like nails, like like nail polish, like nails for your like stuff for your nails. And, oh, like leave press on nails. I guess. And you have 
you have you have nails for your left hand and you have nails for your right hand. And when you look at the screen, it actually shows her nails. And and each wow. of them you can have two different and their buffs are their buffs. Like you can have like different spell power, you can have spell attack speed, but they're literally your nails. So that's the four different types of of quote unquote gear you have. You know, you have the the cloaks, the necklaces, and then your left and right nails, which is very interesting. Also in the UI, you can set up automatic harvesting. That means you don't have to actually hit X to pick everything up as you're, as you're running by. The game will, if you set it, the game will pick up everything automatically, which is fantastic. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, that, it, it, it's very interesting. The, the, the enemies themselves there's birds, there are giant ass like elks that kick you in the face. There's like um uh trolls that are like bigger than you. Not not like super towering trolls, but they're like you know, they're they're they're, they're pretty bigger than you and they they kind of do these like crazy ass stomps, but you can stun lock them, so that's kind of cool, but you can get swarmed. Um, so again, you can use the fire, the fire cone around you to like trap everyone in a fire, trap everyone in fire around you. That way they can't escape. Or if they try to escape, they get burnt up. So, so there's a lot of different moves that you can make. And I really hope that this is not the, the only magic you get. It doesn't seem like it. So I think there's different types of magic combinations you can add together. Um, the, the magic tree, you can do different uh, challenges to strengthen your magic you do level up um, and you can open up different magic magic uh, effects you know different types of magic um, and then you can do challenges for that specific magic ability to unlock it or make it stronger so so there's a lot to do there's a lot to do in the game and in the and and this section is just like a, a a little section, a circle of of a map. I don't know if it's part of the game or not part of the game. When you start up the game, it gives you it gives you a cutscene, not a cutscene. It gives you like a little video that tells you like a very basic like what's happening. Like you know, you're a girl that got trapped away and blah blah blah. You know, spirited away, and then and then it tells you a little bit about what's going on, and then it kind of drops you into the game and. Um, you can just run around anywhere within that little circle and and you have uh, you have five different objectives that you can do. I've only done two of the five when I was doing it, but but there's a lot to find. I think you're gonna like it like it, Joe, because there's a ton of shit to find everywhere. And everything is marked in the map. So every chest, every person you can fight, every everybody and everywhere you want to go is marked on the map. And you can just uh, 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 put a waypoint to it and run to it. And and er around every chest is usually some some type of enemies that you have to fight. They're zombies, or they're called broken in this one. And um, and yeah, like I I really kind of enjoyed it. Uh, what I from, from what I was playing and the little amount that I played in it. Uh, the parkour is is fun. You know, I think it's weird that you have to literally hold the button down for a while because you press the button and then she'll run, but then she'll slowly start to slow down and you have to you have to press it again. And the more you hold it, the faster she will go. It's like she bursts into another secondary thing and you can just hit the jump button and that's when you start jumping around. 
Um, in this game, you were level 17 when you start. Um, so you're, I, I'm assuming you're pretty powerful because I, I don't think you have all of this stuff. That's why I'm thinking, you know, you beat the, you beat these matriarchs and then you get uh, their power and then you can use their power after you beat them. I think that's what happens. And so this must be after you've beaten one of the matriarchs. So, but I mean, it looks fun. Um, is this, is this like $60 worth? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I mean, it looks, it looks good. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you. So she talks a lot to the, to her bracelet. Her bracelet is her, 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 her bracelets are, are alive. And she is a foul mouth, like Brooklyn girl, you know, or whatever. Cause she's like, you know, oh, you know, oh, F and, and oh, fuck. Oh, oh, this and that. Oh, you know, that hurts. And so the guy's all like, so she's like, oh, I can't believe that happened. And this sucks and blah, 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 you know, and, and you're like, okay. And then the, and then her bracelet is like, oh dear, madam, we have to do this and blah, blah, blah. So he's just like really, really, you know, not soft-spoken, but it sounds like an English person. And you're just kind of like, okay, that was interesting. Oh, and he talks, he talks through the controller. So if you don't like that, you know, you might have to try to change that, but but he talks to you through the controller. So like his, Clank then sounds like Clank from Ratchet yeah, and Clank. Yeah. Yeah. So but overall, um, I think if you if you if you haven't tried it, you should. It's a 30, 30 gig demo. <laughs> um, so it's not small. Um, but I think it's worth your time. I really want to hear your guys' thoughts about it, especially you, Kevin, because this is a this is a uh, action RPG, run and gun. This this game is going to live and die on its on its action and 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 its fluidity and how you're and the different types of fighting you can do. And I really want to see what your thoughts are about it. As a protagonist, I think she's fine. I don't know, you know. Uh, anything about her background or anything like that um uh or 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 anything about the character you know she just seems like this very you know um race non-specific um female protagonist with this um oh she's black well, that's she's the black. thing, though. But that's the thing, though. She's not. Uh, she could pass. Like she could pass for Indian. She could pass for Hispanic. She could pass for black. Now, if you look at her seriously, when you when you look at her and when you look how she talks and how she acts, I'm getting a lot of like Indian vibes from her as well. So, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I looked at that face. That's a Negro nose on that face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah, not but, very pronounced, maybe. But if you look but... at her. But if you look at her like uh, cheeks and, and 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 the clothing that she wears, it's very, I don't know. It's it it. I'm getting a little you know, Indian sort of uh you know, um, sort of feeling from it. But but just 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 play it. Chitlins and curry, huh? Chill, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but but other than that, it it's not a bad game so far. Like I I, I really want to play more. I like it that it's not timed. You just complete everything on the map, and and that's it. 
you know, I don't know if it, if it, um, no, 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 sorry. It does not, any of your progress does not transfer over to the full game. So, so you're literally just playing it just to play it. And I really like that, that there's no time limit. Like you can play it and run around and do stuff, um, at your leisure. And, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I really want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, and I really hope you guys play it. And if you, and if you at home, you know, play it, uh, let us know in our in our Discord. I really want to know what folks think about this game. Uh, again, it's going to be bright when you turn it on, and I'm not sure about the the menu section. Like those are kind of weird. But but that's what I've been playing. Uh, so Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? <clears throat> so I've been playing uh, more Callisto Protocol, and I'm. I think I might actually be closing in on the end of the game. Um, it's not that long. It's not that long, no. Um, and this is kind of sort of where the the um, uh, kind of the chips in the glass are starting to show mm. with regards to the mechanics. There's a section where you have to turn on this power source. And, of course, so during this uh, power-up, <clears throat> this uh, power-up sequence, you get attacked. Well, you're getting attacked by two or three enemies at a time, and this is where things start to break down a little bit mechanically. The 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 I guess the the camera doesn't is not exactly sure which enemy you want to fight. So you might be engaged with one enemy dodging its attacks, but then there's another dude coming up from your left who's swiping at you, and he's he's knocking you around, not knocking knocking the hell out of you. So then you have to switch the camera over to him and try to get a lock on there, but the fight takes place on a ledge, so the enemies are kind of bunched up, you're in close proximity to the to the enemies, and it's like, okay, which one? I literally was bouncing back and forth between two enemies on this ledge, and I wound up got getting killed because the one that I was trying to focus on, the camera would not lock onto it. So I'm beating one to death, but the other one is steadily, you know, knocking the crap out of me. So <clears throat> with regards to what they're trying to do with this horde thing, they really got to address how this how the combat mechanics address multiple enemies. Now, I'm still rolling with the handgun. I have not made any um, additional weaponry. The uh, another thing that I that is they definitely want you to focus on melee because upgrades in this game are expensive. And they're expensive because you just don't find that much currency in the field. Like you'll you'll stomp a, a zombie out and you'll get 15 credits or you'll crack a glass case and you might the most I've found is 25 credits by picking up some item I either uh, broke a case or um, maybe a, a tougher enemy dropped some credits uh, but nothing more than 25 and your first your first 
upgrade costs 300 credits. So, <laughs> and so I, I'm not exactly sure what they were. I know what they're, they're trying to do. They want to make you focus on the melee, but at the same time, the upgrades for your stun baton are also 300 and 400 credits as you go up the skill tree for that weapon. So it's like they don't want you to have... They, it's almost like they want you to focus on a specific class, almost like how you want to play the character. All right, well, I want to focus on ranged weapons, which I think really is a waste of time because... Even shooting at the joints, shooting at the kneecaps, I thought was going to do more than it actually does. Shooting these things in the legs really doesn't do anything. It's shooting in the leg, shooting it in the head, it, it all has the same effect. It'll just stun them a little bit, and they'll just keep shambling over to you or running over to you to try and kill you. I really think that could have been handled a bit better. Uh, particularly coming from the dead space uh, pedigree that the uh, the guy heading up this project did uh, the the guns just almost seem like a waste of time at least the gun that I have I know there's other weapons that you can get I have not picked those up I don't know if I've missed them I feel that I've been fairly thorough in searching the environment. I think you're right. You don't have, but you don't have a map. You don't have a map either. No. If there is one, I haven't figured out how to bring it up. No, I think you're right. I think honestly, they're uh any of some of the gameplay that I've seen, it really is all about, you know, the the dodging and the and the juking around and stuff like that. So mm. I, I I think for whatever reason uh, the developers are thinking that if you play it the other way, it's uh, it's uh, easy mode, or or if you if you if you play with the gun, it's too easy. So they they I think that was a definitely design choice to make it like that. Mm-hmm. So that is some of this. Like I said, the, the the chinks in the armor are starting to show with regard to the mechanics. I'm still enjoying the game. It's still fun. It's a good story. It's not. It's not. Oh, I can't believe this. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not an amazing narrative necessarily, but it's a good story. It's a good sci-fi horror adventure. The 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 ancillary characters that you come across are interesting enough. So I think uh, I think all in all, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Folks have said that uh, you know they they'll wait till it goes on a, on sale, and I definitely understand that. Uh, but I am enjoying the game, and I'll continue to play it till until I finish it. Also played Elevator Action Returns. Uh, one thing that's kind of cool is that the original arcade Elevator Action is also in the game. So <laughs> that was actually the first thing I played when I booted this up. It's like oh, oh they have the Hmm. Yeah, they they had you just go to the it says old old game or oldie game or something like that. <clears throat> I almost missed it because the coloration of 
that's that uh, selectable item is kind of close to the background color that it's over so it's kind of easy to miss but i i hit that and it just booted up the original elevator action which i thought was kind of cool so played around in that world a little bit and it, it's that soundtrack uh, that 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 theme music i really like it i forgot i, I kind of forgot how uh 90s I don't know there was something about Sega and Taito games in the 90s uh with their soundtracks it's like they kind of had this uh uh synchronized horn or keyboard in it that that I just thought that was really was really kind of funky so I I really like the soundtrack in that game yeah what you need to do is look at Taito had a house band that did all their music in the 90s and the name of the house band was called uh Zoon Tata basically is uh, the um, musical like you know they did the music for everything like you know Ninja Warriors uh, they did all the Darius games and they also did this game as well so mm. oh okay if you look on youtube or spotify yeah they have like um like albums and stuff up so okay okay so played that jumped into gungrave gore and it's pretty much like a a repeat game of that i can't remember if that came out for they came out for the ps3 or the ps2 i can't remember uh, Gungrave came out for uh, PS2. Uh, PS2. Gungrave, and then okay. Gungrave Overdose. They had a sequel come out as well. So, okay, so I remember those games on PS2, and this basically plays the same way. It it's a fun game. It's not a particularly challenging game. I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty because. I was just, I restarted the game actually because I was just breezing by everything. Just, mm. <laughs> I mean, you're basically this dude, this zombie superhero with a with a coffin on your back and these two huge uh, revolvers, and you're just shooting people and walking and smacking people around as you go. The one thing I don't do, I don't like about it is. It's the old trope when boosting the difficulty. The enemies are not difficult. They're just... Sponges. Have more hit points, yeah. And that I don't particularly care for because it's like, okay, I'm shooting this dude in the face. I mean, chunks of his head are flaying off, but he's still coming at me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. These guys are hopped up on some type of drug, but it's like, come on. <laughs> At some point, mm. <laughs> which is, I think, is kind of weird. The level up system is kind of interesting. You uh, can give your guns different effects or abilities. You have different moves that you can do, melee moves that you can use with your uh, with your coffin. You ha you have these uh, overdrive attacks that are kind of really big area of effect explosions. And I mean, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's not a graphical tour de force. It's not going to set the world on fire with it with its narrative by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it's one of the few games that 
the speech coming through the controller is kind of irritating because you have this, um, you have this, uh, uh, I guess you would call her the, your, uh, guide through the combat. And she doesn't really, she's not like she's telling you where to go. She's just, oh, grave, there's danger. It's like, yeah, I can see there's a whole army of dudes coming at me and shooting (laughs) at me. It's like, yeah, I see that. And it's like every time you hear hear this little, she sounds like a teeny bopper. She sounds like she couldn't be more than 10. Grave, it's more danger. It's like, oh, I wish you'd just shut up. So I may just have to go (laughs) in and tune her out in in the options because it's like, Okay. That's a lot. You're making an awesome feature like sound like uh, nails on a chalkboard right now. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, when I play it on Xbox, because it is on Games Pass, so if I decide to play this bad boy, I'll play it on there, and then there's obviously no worries about the speaker uh, controller option. So. Mm-hmm. so I played that, jumped into... Um, been playing a lot of Ninja Saviors for some reason. I really like that game. I'm playing on the hardest difficulty and uh, playing it through uh, a character, the character Ninja. I've never used him before. I've used everybody else but him, but him. So I'm going through and exploring that game with that character. It's real fun. And Ninja's kind of like um, he has nunchucks, but He's kind of like the, the, the strong man of the original characters that you start out with. Kind of slow. He doesn't move fast unless you're thrusting around the uh, the, the the stage. And uh, he's got very slow and but very strong attacks. So uh, enjoying that game using him. Need for Speed. I'm really starting to like it a lot like a whole lot like um i'm not ready to say it's as good as that's that it's as good as uh uh, hot pursuit 2 i'm not ready to say that but if it keeps doing the things that it's doing it might be in that in that ballpark Control car control is almost it it it's almost um uh gosh what's that what's <clears throat> what's that arcade game that Criterion that was was not arcade but arcade racing series that they burnout burnout is almost burnout like the cars almost control like burnout cars which is exactly exactly what <laughs> what I would want in a Criterion game. The I thought the graphic overlays with the um, manga inspired kind of action uh, animations would get start to get a little bit irritating, but they don't. It, at least not to me. Uh, I think they add a very unique visual flair to it, but where I think the game really comes together is how the the cars control. Now I've only I only have one car in my garage. I'm driving a uh, what is that a '68 Charger. So 
but I mean, I'm I'm taking these hairpin turns like, like you know, like like the Dukes of Hazard. It it is very. It's just re- really it, they're really letting their burnout um, their burnout influence through in this game, which should have been there all along, at least since Criterion has been working on the series, in my opinion, but. It's they whatever formula they finally figured it out. So I'm not really to say willing to say it is, you know, hot pursuit two, legacy, uh, you know, legendary status. But if it keeps doing what it's doing, I'm I'm I'll, I'll probably be ready to say that by the time I roll credits on this game. But it is an absolute blast to play so far. It's killing me, but um, you know, I bought it and I haven't installed it, and then it's already gone on sale like mm. <laughs> severely. So it's like I picked it up for seventy bucks because of the steelbook and everything. But yeah, no, it's like going to be on sale at Target tomorrow for forty bucks. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it, I don't know, it might be worth doing a price match or something. I think you've uh, done that before. I don't know if you feel it's worth doing it, but. Mm. I'll just have to count it as a loss uh, with the steelbook and everything. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. I was stacking up a bunch of deals, so I think I got like ten bucks in shopping rewards credit back on it as well. So I'm I'm not crying over it. <laughs> okay. Even though I'm mentioning it, <laughs> but I'm like putting it out there for anyone that maybe want to pick it up on a discount because it is going on sale. So it's going to be available, you know, and. I dare I say, Desmond, I don't know if you like racing games, but, you know, it might be something that might be up your alley, too. So I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would say if you remember Burnout and you liked Burnout. Really? Oh, this okay. is Get this game. Because it's basically Burnout with licensed cars. I mean, you're not, the, cra- the crashes, that's something else. They haven't exactly brought back the crash cam from Burnout. But it's really, it's like when you, like some of the crashes you see, it's like, okay, everybody just got wiped out there. And then it'll just restart. <laughs> and there's people kind of walking around in the world. I mean, the environment is obviously bait, bit designed to for racing. You know, there's traffic lights, but not even the, the NPC cars uh, acknowledge the rules of traffic. So it, it, everything is designed around street racing and designed around to giving you um, plenty of hairpin turns, plenty of drifting opportunities. Um, it's just really, really arcadey. And it is the, this is the, the formula that they've got going out in this, going on in this need for speed is just what has been, I think, sorely missing from the series for a long time. I think they finally got it. And uh, the last, so it, it's definitely worth picking up at 40 bucks. Like, if 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 you have any kind of interest in arcade racers, and, and it's definitely worth 40 bucks. But the last thing that I've been uh, kind of messing around with is Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, using my Victrix controller and just having a, a lot of fun kind of getting the muscle memory back from the team that I was using before. 
kind of getting the hand, getting a hang of uh, all three characters. I can do, I can pretty much do everything with Gohan. Um, so I think I'm ready. I would be ready to to take Gohan online. The other two members of my team, I'm not really ready. I'm not online ready with either uh, base Goku or Jiren. I might be swapping Jiren out for Bardock, though, because there are some things with... Uh, I'm having trouble just kind of get wrapping my head around how Jiren's combos work, because while everybody else goes from light to heavy, Jiren goes from light to heavy back to light, and it's just I just need to get that muscle memory and hitting... Uh, the buttons uh, appropriately and like his he doesn't have a hard punch or kick he has a he has a, a grab so when you're used to hitting connecting with a heart attack to knock somebody and getting that uh, bounce effect he grabs people and there are a couple other characters on the roster that do that I think uh, Broly does that too but so I might swap him out for uh for Bardock, but but we'll see. But I'm still having a lot of fun in the lab, just kind of getting my um, getting my team online ready and enjoying the heck out of this controller, man. It's like the more I use it, the more I feel that like this might be like the best peripheral I've I've purchased in like a long, long time. It, 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 I, I feel it's I feel it's worth every cent I spend I spend on it. It's just an absolutely brilliant controller, um, and I think you would be if you are any kind of fighting game fan, you would it would be worth the investment in either getting the uh, the hitbox style or the the arcade stick from Victrix. These guys are top dogs in my book. <clears throat> so actually, uh, pre-ordered the Victrix. Uh controller coming up for playstation 5 next week so oh, okay so i was thinking about it and i just really i know i was going back and forth uh, i know uh will d on the discord was talking about it and just got my uh my blood going my you know my purchasing you know getting myself something good for uh, christmas so this is the Vic victrix pro bfg Mm -hmm. uh, it's the one that has a different module, so you can do it like you know concave style as far as the uh, D-pad, and you can do a six-button fight pad configuration, and so you're able to like basically play it the way you want to play it, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'll definitely give my impressions once I get. It. And there's a nice coupon code that's working at Best Buy, so it took like a good, uh, good amount off, like a good 17 bucks off the controller. So. Oh, that's sweet. The only thing I'm probably going to do is I am going to mod um, the two of the buttons on on here, and I'm going to either make them clear or I'm going to make them uh, reflective to probably just whichever one is, is in stock at the time, just so that I have a better visual perception of where the action and the motion buttons are, because on the Victrix, and the reason they did it this way is because they probably they're using last gen's uh, chassis, and they they probably didn't want to redesign it specifically for the hitbox style. So they had to make the button controls and the face buttons really close together, 
and it's not a problem for me, but just visually when I look at it, it's like, okay, now which button is going to move me toward the toward the right, and which button is going to throw a jab? It's like you know, you kind of have to to second guess. Not that I'm looking down to controller as I'm playing, but I think just for that initial visual uh, cue of where my face button starts, so. I'll have proper placement with my hands right when right when I get ready to start the game. I think I'm going to replace the uh, the jab and the short kick or or the uh, quick kick. I can't remember what they call how Street Fighter names that quick kick that they do. That's right below the jab. But um, I'm going to replace those with either clear or reflective buttons just so I get a better visual cue. But that has been what I have been up to this past week. So <clears throat> with that said, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, that being the main event. All right, Des, you got the mic. All righty. So for this week's main event, the question was, bah, 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 have you ever uh, played a video game in an arcade? If yes, what was your fondest memory? Let us know, and we'll discuss it on our show. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get any responses for that question, but we think that it's a good question. We want to talk about, you know, the things that make us happy and the things that we've we've done uh, video game related. So we're gonna we're basically gonna kick that question uh, down the road a bit, and uh, we're gonna save that for we're gonna save it for um for our next show so um if you didn't have a chance to answer it um on discord or on twitter please take the time to to uh to do so i think it'd be really fun to hear some you know fun stories uh from back in the past and i know some of you were pretty old so uh like us so let us know your your thoughts about that definitely want to put the tweet out i've kind of tried to trigger some you know memories of arcade um experiences past you know like i put some instances Putting a quarter on the glass, of course, you know, next game, uh, you know, or, you know, the old talking about movesets with friends at, at the arcade, you know, remember bringing like the Xerox or, you know, handwritten moveset, especially when the game was just for first coming out, you know, also just not fighting game related, but like, you know, playing like multiplayer Daytona or uh, four player like you know, TMNT. You know, there's a ton of, uh, you know, good memories to draw upon, you know, just uh, hopefully you do have those good memories, you know, you actually play games in the arcade, and we'll definitely talk about it uh, when we discuss it on the next episode, so. Yeah, so, uh, and with that uh, done, you know what comes after the main event, it's the Jabroni Gaming News. That is right. The Jabroni Gaming News is now. So uh, we're going to basically just do a quick recap of the Game Awards. But we want to talk about like one thing first that kind of stirred up like a hornet's nest uh, over this past week is uh, that the uh, FTC has sued Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard. So big. You down with FTC? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> mm, I guess. Uh, Federal Trade Jeez. Commission has sued the block Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard. So 
Uh, yeah, basically, the agency says that it, quote unquote, would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. So in the complaint, the agency pointed out Microsoft's record of acquiring and using valuable gaming content to suppress competition from rival consoles, including its acquisition of ZeniMax, uh, parent company of Bethesda Softworks, and added also that Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall, Microsoft exclusives besides Besite assurances that given to European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold games from rival consoles. So, so uh, basically the FTC director stated that Microsoft has already shown that it can and will withhold content from its gaming rivals. Uh, today we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and <laughs> leading independent game studio being Activision Blizzard. It's <laughs> <was> so funny. <laughs> and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast growing, growing gaming markets. So, so yeah, so it's like, um, basically we'll have to see, I know. There's a lot of back and forth, of course, after this happened, you know, Phil Spencer's commenting that, you know, Sony is trying to stop this deal um, by basically suppressing their market Xbox's earning capacity. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, getting kind of to sour grapes a bit uh, back and forth. We'll have to see how hot it necessarily gets between the two and what happens. I know that Microsoft has go on the record to say that we're we'll see you in court basically so that they uh, feel like they have a right the leg to stand on with the merger and whatnot so you know i'm just thinking for myself it's like you know des would you like <laughs> if this eventually uh, um makes it so that some of these uh, bethesda games become multi-platform that are exclusives now like red you know redfall and uh, starfield possibly uh yeah, I would love to. I mean, if they be, I mean, either way, the thing is, I have both consoles, so, so for me, it's really kind of you know, like I'm okay with 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 either. You know, of course, I'd always prefer to play it on my game of my platform of choice, which is PS5. But you know, if it's if it's uh, independent or sorry, if it's you know, exclusive to one platform or the other, it's fine by me because because I'm willing to pay that money to like I'm willing to I'm willing to you know pay to play. You know, is is basically what it comes down to. You know, and some people aren't able to do that. Um, and I I hear you. I I feel bad for y'all who who can't. But but at the end of the day, you know, it they're gonna do what's best for their company. You know, because they're trying to sell, you know, consoles or trying to make money. So if if you can't, you know, be okay with that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the you know the thing about this. I, I could sit here all day long, but I really don't know what goes behind the curtain with this these companies and as far as the profit, you know, gathering portion of gaming and the business behind it so you know and that's a whole other aspect where you know i i'm i don't feel i'm qualified 
even being as fervent as I am as a fan of gaming as a whole, uh, to be able to comment as far as the um, money earning portion behind the scenes. I just, you know, in the end, I just want to see to where, you know, I don't really have any objections with Microsoft buying Activision. I don't feel like Call of Duty is, you know, going to basically be the uh, end all be all. But, you know, we'll have to see, you know, how Microsoft takes Call of Duty. I mean, uh, the quote from Phil Spencer, and I'll give you a couple quotes here to chew on a bit. Um, this is the one that he was stating about um, that Sony is trying to make Microsoft smaller. It says, there has really only been one major opposer to the deal, and that's Sony. Sony is trying to protect their dominance on console. The way they grow is by making Xbox smaller. That's what he stated. Uh, they have a very different view of the industry than we do. They don't ship their games day and date on PC. If they did, I would have to buy Kevin a steak. Uh, they don't put their <laughs> games into subscription uh, when they launch their games. They're starting to think about mobile, as I see from the outside, just reading some of the moves they're doing. He went on to say that Sony grabbing onto Call of Duty and its argument as to why the deal should not be allowed to go through doesn't make any sense to him. He says that Microsoft has said repeatedly that it will not make take Call of Duty off PlayStation if its bid goes through. In fact, Spencer said that he and Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, called Sony on the day it announced the deal to buy Activision Blizzard to say and intended to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation should the deal be accepted. Uh, but he said, but it, because Sony is leading all the dialogue around why this deal shouldn't go through to protect their dominant position on console, again in, you know, buzzwords, the thing they grab onto is Call of Duty. You know, and basically uh, now Microsoft is getting, quote-unquote, slow-rolled by Sony for its ongoing negotiation, Spencer said so. And why it, it, it helps Sony's positions theoretic, theoretically because it's good fodder for the regulators to discuss this. So, so. And then an, another quote, and I'll kick it over to you, to Kev, the comment, even though we've been commenting on this crap back and forth for a while now. Uh, Phil Spencer also stated the larger... Largest console maker in the world is raising an objection about one franchise that we said we'd continue to ship on the platform. It's a deal that benefits customers through choice and access. Oh, look at those buzzwords there, Phil. Thank you. So. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so. This is just, you know, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, in a way, I feel that this is Phil Spencer doing what he can to keep his job. Because if this thing goes through, I would imagine Phil might be doing something else not too not too soon after. Because oh, if it doesn't go through, if it doesn't go through, if it yeah. doesn't go through, mm -hmm. Phil's gonna have to do he he's fighting to save his job. PlayStation is fighting to keep their deals in place with uh with Activision as a third-party developer. Activision has already said that they will not be putting their games on any subscription service if this deal goes through. And I think it all, and I didn't know this uh, outside of listening to another podcast or a couple of different podcasts were, were chopping it up over this. This 
all started with the Bethesda pickup. Because when they bought Bethesda, they started pulling, and I think it was Elder Scrolls, off of PlayStation, off the play, the, the PlayStation Network. Meanwhile, even though it was MLB that did it, MLB the show gets uh, exclusive exclusivity gets yanked from uh, from PlayStation. Versions of it are available on Xbox and even into Game Pass. They acquire Bungie, and Bungie comes out and says that, well, yes, we're still going to be making our games cross-platform. It's like, okay, well, you do one, you say one thing, but you're kind of sort of doing another with regards to games that have an existing fan base on your competing on a competing platform. So we'll see how it how it all flies out in court. I think it's just hilarious because the 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 fanboy back and forth it just just cracks me up. I mean, it's it's all of a sudden you've got these uh, uh, green checkmark cats that all of a sudden they're they're attorneys, they're corporate law attorneys. You know, they're going, oh, I've reviewed the legal brief of the FTC <laughs> and they don't have a leg to stand. I was like, when did, what law school did you graduate from? Uh, 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 where are you practicing law? <laughs> you know, it is, you know, first, when we're, when we're talking te- teraflops, everybody's a hardware engineer. Yep. Now we're talking monopolies and everybody's a corporate attorney. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of discussion about this from the GH radio side, including uh, some quotes indicating that the EU has called out the FTC for lying about the Bethesda deal, which is the crux of the FTC's case against Microsoft. So. So the European Union has called out the FTC for lying about the exclusive promise exclusivity of, of uh, Bethesda's titles on here. So not lying, lying. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's it's. I think I think it's hilarious. I just think it's weird that we've gone a whole calendar year a whole calendar year without an Xbox first party exclusive game. And it's like, well, what are you guys doing with the studios that you have? Apparently nothing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when when are these acquisitions going to turn into games? I mean, I'm I'm playing Sonic Frontier on the Xbox, not because I want to. It's because it was the only version available, and I just feel like I should have to. You know, I have this thing sitting behind my TV. I should at least have some reason to turn it on. I I, I mean, but I, the biggest part of owning a console, or the the most appeasing part, at least to me, and it's been that way for me since day one is i i know that i'm going to get unique gaming experiences from their first party content 
that I'm not going to get anywhere else. Nintendo has built an empire behind that. PlayStation has built an empire behind that. Microsoft started out building their empire of Xbox behind that, but somewhere along the way, they 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 forgot how that that oh yeah we 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 are in the uh, the gaming console business and the thing that drives this business is games and you know so anyway <laughs> you know just to talk about Microsoft too we're going to talk about the game awards coming up but uh, Microsoft really didn't have any sort of footprint at all with any of the announcements or anything that happened you know i know um that uh jeff keely called out phil spencer and he almost had like this uh um you know like this <laughs> he had this eye roll <laughs> yeah and then i know that one other journalist uh, the one of the head writers for vgc commented that he saw phil spencer in the bar <laughs> Mm-hmm. at the venue of the um the microsoft theater uh in la that he saw phil spencer drink drinking it down so that was you know this is the same like, day that the ftc killed the pain you know it <laughs> you know unfortunately yeah there was no tra- trailers announced from microsoft you know i think the one game that they could have maybe have gotten some um nominations for pentiment that missed the cut cutoff for being uh, um nominated for anything and so on there i know that a lot of the games that they had previously that were rated well this year including halo infinite and grounded are considered like prior year releases because of the fact that they came out you know early access for grounded of course in 2020 you know and you know how you know how we feel about grounded here on this show (laughs) love it it's actually who knows it might have you know firmed up after two years of being in development early access but uh you know i I don't want to play as no you know 12 year old child you know fighting ants i'm sorry but but we'll have to see you know what comes up for 2023 for xbox you know uh there was some activision announcements during the show which we'll talk about in a second but uh you know, there's a lot of back and forth too with Xbox fans severely disappointed with uh, their kind of no uh, no show with the Game Awards. You know, they even con- came back to make a statement said they got plenty of things to show, <laughs> but you know, just like just like <laughs> Whitney said, pudding. yeah, this is a VG. VGC article says Xbox addresses lack of game award reveals. So, and this is what they stated. Um, Aaron Greenberg retweeted to reassure fans that 2023 would be incredibly exciting for the platform and that fans wouldn't have to wait long for news. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. Yeah, we have a lot planned to show and share about an incredibly exciting year ahead for 2023. Appreciate folks. I've heard that. I appreciate folks are eager to learn and see more. Timing is always key, but don't worry. You will not have to wait long, too long to see what's next from us. Well, that's good. It sounds so familiar. Hmm. I could have sworn I heard that in 2021. Or 2020. Or 2020? Hmm. Ah, this, 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 I mean, it's like, hey, look, you know, whatever. It, the Xbox that I knew is just no longer exists. And 
I'm I've come to a point where I'm okay with that. But you know, the the only reason that I hope the only reason I hope this this deal falls through, and I'm hundred percent my own personal opinion, the reason why I hope this does fall through is that maybe it will be a catalyst for change for them to go back to the way they used to do things with regards to Xbox, securing exclusive content, securing exclusive uh, timed exclusive deals with third parties for actually making and buckling down and coming up with original and unique IPs like they used to back in the original Xbox and Xbox 360 days. So that would be the only thing if this thing falls through and I and it would be my only reason for wanting this thing to fall through. I don't care Microsoft could could announce tomorrow that that they bought that the deal went through and they're making Call of Duty exclusive to their platform. I don't care. I'll never play it. I'll never I'll never play Call of Duty. It's just not what I'm into. But if yeah. it, if it will just make them go back to doing how to doing gaming the way they used to, I hope this deal falls flat on its face. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't know about that secret sauce anymore. Um, nah, I think it's no, it will, and and it would require a change of leadership, and that's why I think Phil is is pushing for this so hard. Because I think he knows that if it does fall through, uh, he might be looking for a new job. Because Game Pass and this whole service thing, you know, Satya has been, was, was, remember when Satya first took over, the going rumor was that he was ready to just, just sell Xbox off to the highest bidder and just focus on services with their Microsoft office and their business uh server server enterprise and just focus on that and continue to have that make tons of money but it was phil that came up with the game pass formula and the acquisition of these big studios and spending 80 billion dollars on top of how much did bethesda cost 17 billion or 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 300 million? I can't remember how. It was in the billions, wasn't it? Bethesda acquisition? I believe so. The low yeah. billions? So it's a lot of money that, that Phil done spent. They gave him the keys to the kingdom. And if these keys don't start generating some... Uh, uh, money? Some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. FTC says, nah, this, this ain't going down. Uh, the buck stops with Phil. Yeah, $7.5 billion. Billion. Yeah. So, all, that for, for, all that for Fallout <laughs> and Elder Scrolls. So. Mm-hmm. I, don't well, we'll the, I don't know who got the, uh, you know, the value out of that proposition. So, you know, what's that old song? Uh, Steve Miller Band, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, we got a lot of game awards to talk about. So let's go and get about that, you know. But uh, let's start out uh, some of the stuff that they showed during the um, pre-show on here and i'll kind of you know what i'm going to do with this is i'm just going to talk 
a bit about each and if you guys neither of you two want to chime in chime in on there and that way we're not here all night <laughs> so now the first thing that was shown uh, of note um basically uh dead cells dlc return to castlevania was announced and so uh, they basically are bringing um castlevania content to uh, dead cells on here so and it's coming out uh quarter one 2023 on here um, they are bringing like uh castlevania weapons 14 iconic weapons on there um you get to explore ca uh, dracula's castle including secret rooms you get some you know classic and reimagined remixed music they have 51 of the original castlevania tunes in the entire um expansion of this game on here so they also added 12 of the most iconic tracks um including you know such titles as bloody tears and vampire killer on there and they basically you know added their like kind of secret sauce with dead cells on here and of course you know this is a storyline in the game where you are um, partnering up with uh, richter belmont and alucard on here and to be able to fight dracula so so I'm kind of there for it, you know. I saw it. It's, it's like I, I, I was assuming it was a new Castlevania, but then I, you know, I didn't get the Dead Cells uh, um, association at first. I didn't know what that character was off the top because I have not played Dead Cells. You know, shame yeah. for shame for shame. But uh, the flaming head guy, yeah. Yeah, the flaming head guy, yeah, of course. So, so we'll have to take a look. Any interest in this, Kev? Um, I, you know. I'm 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 kind of burned out on the whole eight bit, sixteen bit look in, in games. I mean I, I get it and you know, you're talking to somebody who's already who's who will who will buy River City Girls too, so maybe I'm I speaketh with forked tongue when I say that, but I, I'm just kinda of done with the eight bit look and stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I, there's certain 8-bit games that just have to, they have to look a certain way or or play a certain way. Like not every not every 8-bit is is um, built the same. Yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, from knowing your taste, Kevin, that uh, you're kind of tired of Metroidvanias too. And oh, I've been tired of that. Yeah. 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 All right. Next thing that got announced that kind of shown and everyone's kind of making note of is uh, there's a new Hellboy game uh, that's coming out. So it's being published by Good Shepherd Entertainment and the developers Upstream Arcade. Upstream Arcade has done in the past that game West of Dead, if you're mm -hmm. familiar with that one. But yeah, they are the developers of this Hellboy game on here. So it's called Hellboy Web of Word on here and it is a roguelike action adventure in the world of hellboy and so it has super stylized graphics if you haven't seen it and it is looking pretty good i mean the last hellboy game that came out officially was that like konami <laughs> hellboy game for the ps3 and, and the xbox 360 uh, that was kind of crappy so i'm kind of welcoming the fact that you know there is a second chance for hellboy to kind of uh you know get back into the video game realm because you know i think the universe that it is in is uh you know has a, a good um basis to be based into a game universe i'm thinking so 
yeah, it looks good. I can't wait to play it. I think the real the real good thing about it is that they made it look like a full on um, Magnola comic book. So it yeah. looks like like it stepped out of a Magnola comic book. So I am probably most likely going to be be purchasing it um, and playing it. It just looks. I'm a huge um, Hellboy fan and you know huge Magnola fan. So I think I most likely will be picking it up. Seems fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rogue light, but it has action adventure with melee combat. So, you know, basically they have chain combos on here, range attacks. And so, you know, I'm glad that they didn't go like total, like, you know, Soulsborne or anything like that with it. They're keeping it into the uh, um, action roguelike uh, formula instead on there. I think, you know, making a. a Grimdark game uh, and the Hellboy license wouldn't work on that. So, all right. Next thing that I kind of noted that was kind of interesting to me was this indie title uh, puzzle adventure game called Viewfinder, where you basically are taking a uh, a camera and, and you're you know the viewpoint you're basically going and and going and scaling into the certain artifacts in this world and it looks very trippy. I know Kevin, you commented if this was a vr game and it's not a vr game but it is basically where you're able to go in and reshape photographs and paintings and so on and so forth and explore in a 3d space on here so uh, definitely something that you keep an eye on this is a playstation exclusive also will be on pc on steam this is being published by thunderful games on here um i thought it was kind of trippy looking so i just figured to make a note of it on there so any impressions by either of you two on this one no no okay no puzzle games for me all right next thing that um note is this game called scars above that had a trailer it kind of looked a little bit returnal with a little bit more of an action adventure vibe on here so this is being um, developed by madhead games and being published by prime matters coming out on february 28th on here i thought it's kind of interesting though you know it does look like uh, there's a little bit of melee it's like kind of has a sci-fi vibe to it a little bit um on there um i think i was commenting on the stream i said it kind of remind me of uh returnal with a little Fortnite or cartoony vibe on there i don't know if you any of you two caught any impressions of this before i move on no uh it looks like it could be interesting. Yeah, I just um, I I'm just not like some of these monster designs, or I'm I don't know. It, it, it's almost like we're we like you were saying, uh, Returnal. That just has a certain magic to it that that studio brings to all of its arcade inspired games, and Returnal was no different. When I saw this, I just saw like a kind of like, like a tr- a, I want to be Gears of War without the the cover. Mm. Yeah, it's like some tree coming to life. There's like some abominable snowman looking thing. I mean, so it's like I'd be I'd be curious to keep an eye on. This is definitely not a triple A game. This is like a you know small studio, maybe a you know mm. single double A studio that's releasing this so we'll see it probably comes out at a cheaper price than a normal you know it's like 70 dollar game or anything like that so 
So I just thought it was kind of interesting. So I figured you might as well see what you guys thought of it. And definitely, I think if any of you listeners want to check out any of these games, you know, definitely, uh, you know, check out uh, the Discord on there and kind of take it from there. There is a free demo for this game actually on Steam. So guess what? I, I will do one solid for the show and download it as we speak. So Yeah, yeah definitely. Let us know how it ends. All right, and next thing I've shown is uh, they had a new trailer for Street Fighter VI, and so they unveiled some new characters on there and also officially announced the release date for the game. So so uh, DJ is returning, and then there's uh, new characters, Manon, Marissa, and JP. JP kind of looks like a cross between, like, Dudley and, uh, like, uh, like if it is Dudley's daddy. Dudley and like. Q. Yeah. I don't know. I was getting uh, Krause a little bit. Oh really? Just a long hair, you know. But yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure <laughs> what's going on. When I saw that guy, I was like, um, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that they're trying because it's obviously it's a point that you know they're bringing new characters into the mix, and hopefully we'll see some returning characters. I know Kevin, you've been dying to see Deadly back in the mix, so you know. Yeah, I'm. It's. Uh, it might not make you happy, Kev. Yeah, I mean, it's like D- DJ is always great to see DJ. DJ uh, I was very back. surprised to see him. Um, the thing is, it's like Manon, Marissa, and JP. I, I don't, I don't. I think they've been. They look like they belong more in KOF than Street Fighter to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, not that that's necessarily there's anything necessarily wrong with that. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, dude, attack uh, JP attacks people with a cane. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't. I was again. I wasn't sure what was going on with him as a character. So I was yeah, just like, I'm yeah. like, man, it's like you. There is such a rich history of Street Fighter characters that Capcom could pull from, and I get it. They want to bring new characters, bring new blood. I I fully understand that. I I get that, but. Maybe it's just the old dude in me, the old gamer in me. When I see, you know, oh, I'm a ballerina and I'm a judo expert, and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm lifting my opponent up in this ballet lift up. There's a specific move name for that move, but I can't remember it. And then I'm gonna slam him into the ground. That just okay. <laughs> just takes you out of it, huh? Yeah. I mean, Marissa, now she was like the, the yoked uh, Greek wrestler type gal, right? Um, she looked like she could be kind of interesting. Like her, like, uh, her moveset looked really kind of intriguing. JP, uh, but Manon, I, I think, I, I think we could have, we could have put, we could put somebody else in there for sure but you know it says jp has a beloved cat named cybel so that's all wonderful he's he's my main (laughs) main in him 
But yeah, um, you also see some instances in the trailer too of the world tour mode. So they basically showed like someone's avatar. They had like some African American guy in a, you know jumpsuit and uh, basically doing some things. And so you're basically able to go and visit exciting locations around the world, including an arena in Italy, a festival in France, a beach in Jamaica, and they had all sorts of little mini games. I guess the, you were able to mix and match special moves from different masters. Basically, you could teach your avatar like moves like a Hadouken or a Sonic Boom or a Yoga Flame or a Spinning Bird Kick on mm. there. So, Street Fighter so, yeah. Fortnite. And World Tour also introduces Master Assist, allowing players to fight alongside a master like Ryu by calling upon them in battle to help on here so uh, i guess if you're fighting more than one opponent in world tour mode you could call upon a master to be able to help you out and then you could play your heart with mini games like karate chopping battles enjoying italian cuisine pairing <laughs> basketballs and more so mini games are available between matches in the form of part-time jobs oh, where you can earn world tour mode <laughs> currency to purchase in-game clothing food and more so Okay. Yeah. It, okay. When I saw the basketball, I said, "Okay, you guys have got to be bringing Sean into this at some point. You got to bring Sean into this at some point." It. I'm oh, yeah. I'm hoping that there that some of these things, aside from being like weird things that you can do in the world, are hints and clues to future seasons of this game. Um. But will I be playing World Tour mode? Probably not. I mean, I might check it out and run around and and see what is to be seen for a little bit. But at some point, I I need to, I'm going to be focusing on what Street Fighter is, and that being a one-on-one 2D fighting game. Just be what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, seeing that see the screenshot, see the screenshot of like you know, it's telling you to do a Hadouken to eat a bunch of food. So, well, that I, like the like, this ain't like cooking. The guy, the, the, the guy who was super skinny doing that Hadouken, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, when I, saw, when I saw, yeah, and I saw like you know, Ryu come in and they're doing like. It just didn't seem right. It was just like, what am I watching? Like, what is? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird to me. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, they're trying to reinvent stuff, so okay, you know. It's just like a lot of this stuff just reeks of teeny bopper Fortnite. Give me a bunch of random shit that doesn't really bring anything to the core game but just gives me an excuse to waste time just it it it, it it's the i don't i don't know it, it's 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 it just screams gen z you know teeny bopper you know i th- i think gaming started on started with fortnite type of mentality gaming mentality it, it, that is just my 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 kryptonite i i, I just can't i don't know <laughs> but you know i remember one of the tekkens had like a tekken bowling 
uh, mini game in it. Don't get me started about Tekken and all. It's weird. And yeah. like they even had like a like a like a Final Fight inspired beat 'em up with the Tekken characters that was actually kind of cool in one of them. <laughs> and it's like if you're gonna give me mini games, why don't you give me something like that? Why don't you give me a mini game? I mean, we're in Metro City, right? Why don't you give me a Final Fight mini game that's kind of like the Final Fight remix that I've been yapping about on this show for I don't know how long with like all these different Street Fighter characters going up against the Mad Gear? Why don't why don't you why can't I you how about if I use my avatar and my masters in a 2D pseudo 3D beat 'em up against the Mad Gear? And, you know, throwing people through garbage cans and picking up roast turkeys under dumpsters. Mm. Uh, that, to me, makes more sense than than making making meals and, and you know. I... <laughs> well, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's something to definitely talk about. I know I'm going to be there day one. Yeah, I'm buying the game. I'm buying the game. I'm going to be playing the game, but I just don't see me spending a whole lot of time in these other in these weird ass modes. I just don't. You know, it, maybe it'll it'll inspire us to be like a Warriors of Fate, where we're sitting there just eating little meat buns and uh, <laughs> eat, eating in competitions to whoever eats the most meat. God. We'll see. So it's coming out on June the second, though, and so it is uh, everything. Uh, I think it's 60 bucks coming out for Xbox Series XS and coming out for PS4, PS5, and also coming out for PC. There is a uh, special edition that comes with the season pass for $84.99, of course, and then there's the Super the Greatest uh, Collector's Edition only at GameStop. $249.99. Mm. Oh, yeah, your mind? Cheap. So, yeah. That's Street Fighter VI in a nutshell. So next thing that of note that was uh, unveiled at the Game Awards was uh, Supergiant's sequel to Hades. Hades 2 got announced. Uh, looks very well in the uh, trailer that was shown, but uh, they are launching it in early access via Steam and Epic Game Store in 2023 on PC. So they're doing like they did with the original Hades and kind of reiterating on the game and doing early access for it. So... So I haven't really played that much of Hades 1 to begin with. So it's like, even though I think everything is looks cool with it, as far as I could see, um, and it's something I'm not going to be checking out on early access. If if anything, I'll probably go back and play Hades proper. <laughs> Check that out until this actually comes out with a proper release. I'm kind of tired of early access myself. So uh, what do you think of this, Des? Uh, did it catch your eye at least? Yeah. yeah, it looks good. I was like, okay, you know, but Hades was a beautiful looking game in the first place. And if we're getting more of the same, I can only imagine it's because it did really well and won a couple of awards. So <clears throat> I don't know what this story is about. Um, I didn't play all of Hades. I only played like maybe the first one. Again, it's a um, it's a roguelite. So you're, you're expected to die and go through it and unlock stuff. And, you know, so I don't know what this one's about, uh, but everything looks really cool. And of course, when you see a second iteration of a game, they're always going to be adding some new stuff. So I'm here for it. 
Definitely has a great art style, so I want to see. I mean, it carries over too on uh, no matter if it's even on a low res platform like the Switch, it looked good on there. So, so we'll see. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, there's a there'll be a new Switch <laughs> by the time it comes mm. out on consoles. So, uh, next thing of note, um, there was a kind of trippy trailer. It was you know Jeff Keighley was like just looking like he was about ready to explode on stage, you know. Uh, announcing that you know a monumental announcement like you know uh genre shattering uh so it was all this hyperbole for the next game from uh, bioshock creator ken levine's uh ghost story games announced a game called judas on here so it's a narrative first person shooter has a very bioshock look it's almost like bioshock in space because that's exactly here. what it was just yeah. without the name <laughs> so mm. basically the whole thing is that you are on a disintegrating starship and then you're trying to weave your way a desperate escape plan on there to you know make alliances with your worst enemies and to be able to f- try to fix what's broke or whether you're just going to leave it to burn according to that so we'll have to see more i know uh it's been a while since uh, Ken Levine has released anything. It's been since Bioshock Infinite, and that's been many years ago. I know he has been working on some games. I don't know if this is it. Probably, um, you know, if you want to go look up Jason Schreier from Kotaku, you could probably, you know, read about the, all the inner workings and probably all the money that 2K has spent. So maybe they told him to create something like Bioshock so they could recoup some of their cash. But who knows, you know, everything... About this trailer, it has like from the creator of Bioshock right on the mm-hmm. on the uh, graphic of the game. So it's like uh, they're probably looking to you know get a little cash from this project. So all right, next thing that was shown is kind of uh, polarizing for at least uh, some of the hosts on this show. So uh, Platinum and Nintendo have announced. A new Bayonetta game, right on the hills of Bayonetta 3, Bayonetta Origins, Syriza and the Lost Demon was announced for the Switch. So they have gone in and done a Origins story for Bayonetta, so this is an action-adventure game. Very much unlike uh, the Bayonetta games proper on here, so you're able to go in and see the Origins story of Bayonetta on here and it's more of an an action adventure title very stylized graphics cutesy looking graphics it looks like you have to fight fairies and solve puzzles on here it looks like um, you're using the joy-con controllers to control two separate characters to um, solve puzzles and do the combat in the game so i know kev i'll go to you first because i know once you saw this, this is like a uh, hails to the no-no kind of experience uh, for you so yeah it's in a way it's almost like you're it's almost like you're trying to you're trying to to sell an m-rated title to kids <laughs> yeah, yeah it 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 really <clears throat> I mean, if if you would if someone would have said, oh, this is the latest uh, uh, 
Animal Crossing crossover, or this is the latest, uh, I don't know, Pokemon character. We're bringing Bayonetta into Pokemon. I, I This is very kid, looks very kitty. I mean, Bayonetta's a little kid herself, and she's running through looking for this lost-ass demon or whatever. And I... There's just something about that that just doesn't sit well with me. And it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with the subject matter. It has to do with the fact that Bayonetta has always been an M-rated series. Every game that has come out has been M-rated. I don't know what this one is going to be, but this this kidification of a character that's designed for adults just doesn't sit well with me. It just doesn't. You know, maybe I'm still bitter because Bayonetta 3 it runs, runs like a slog. <laughs> you know, but it's, there's just something kind of unsettling about that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to see, you know, Kratos showing up, uh, you know, in, in, in like a nurse, nursery rhyme game for, for, for preschoolers. It, it's just, it's just something really weird about that. You know, and I know we've had crossover games, you know, they put Kratos in that wannabe, um, uh, 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 what's that Mario game where that, where they beat each other up, uh, Smash Brothers, that's their Smash Brothers clone. I, I get that. That's, that's one thing, but this Bayonetta game, just like. There's just something really weird about it is just making it super trying to make it super appealing to kids and there's just something weird about that to, that I, I have a bad vibe i get from that so uh, the director of the game actually is the same person that worked on star fox guard so that the not the actual star fox game that came out for the uh, wii u but the kind star of fox the tower that yeah, tower defense game I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard yeah. of it either. Yeah. Um, so, but it's uh, basically, it's someone that is not Japanese, but has been working for Platinum for a number of years, uh, quite a bit of years, actually. So, on here, so I guess this is his first main shot to kind of do his own game, and he's being supervised by uh, both uh, Kamiya as the supervising director and uh Inaba, the director of Bayonetta 2, is the executive director. So, so it's like, you know, this, that's the reason why this game kind of kind of got announced kind of separately, or you know, very much right after the uh, completion of Bayonetta 3. So, they've probably been working on this thing for a while. So, um, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of here for it. I want to see what happens. Um, will I be buying it immediately? I don't know. I mean, the fact that it's it's only coming out for the uh Switch, Switch. right? Correct. See, I don't know. Like this, the Switch and Bayonetta don't really have a lot of you know stuff going for it, so I'm not really sure what to expect uh, with it. It looks good. Um, it looks interesting. So 
I will probably end up trying it out, you know, but but we'll see. Probably on a sale or something. I'll keep an eye out for it. I mean, I don't have any sort of like, oh, this is not Bayonetta or something. I mean, it's an origin story. It's supposed to be its whole separate thing. They're doing some different gameplay aspects with the uh, controlling the two separate characters using each Joy-Con. So, I mean, to me, it's like it sounds like they're doing some experimental gameplay there. And I'm not a big fan of the Joy-Cons to begin with. So, no, uh, uh, I'll have to see how well it comes off and see how well Platinum's really... You know, lately TMNT, Babylon's Fall. You know, this is the ba- the current regime of platinum, unfortunately. So you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's good. Hopefully, they, they knock it out of the park. You know. So. Here's the hope. Yeah. Next trailer, kind of of note, um, was a brief trail trailer of some snippet of suicide squad killed the justice league on here of course they had a batman segment uh and they uh weaved in with the trailer a tribute to the um batman actor kevin conroy who recently passed away uh, last month on there mm-hmm. so you know there was a heartfelt jeff keely where you know we're all thinking about you kevin and, you know all this stuff and it's like keely comes off kind of just so swarmy and like you know just so damn <laughs> y'all been hating on this man for a minute <laughs> transparent you, as all get out what give do me you the, do you give what me the you? money give me the money yes so i'm not saying anything <laughs> but joe's right <laughs> <laughs> so trailer look cool uh they haven't really get day. gillette money what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah we haven't seen shit man in a while so but yeah, May 26th is the release date until Warner Brothers probably pushes it back again. But we'll see. So on there, you know, we'll be down for some uh, you know, Justice League killed. I mean, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, if I can pronounce the title properly. So, you know, let's hope let's hope they uh, give this game more time in the oven, uh, unlike Gotham Knights. <laughs> Y'all still playing that? Or are y'all kind of done with it? I have never really started. I'm going to get going because I, you haven't played this past week, right, Des? Gotham Knights? Yeah. Yeah, I played it. Okay. You didn't yeah, talk about it in, in the playlist. Oh, so. I, didn't play, I didn't play a lot of it, you know, because it. It, it was finals, so I didn't really play a lot. I just played I, I played it quickly to see how to play Jason, how Jason Todd was, and he. I don't like Jason Todd. I don't like the way he plays. He's just a little Red too, Hood. Yeah, just Red Hood. He's just a little too bulking and just that is still Yeah. He's just he's just not my character. So Got it. Uh, next trailer of note, uh, there was a uh, kind of 2D looking game. We didn't really know who it was from. It was uh, kind of looked a little bit off-putting because this is not a like world premiere, blah, 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 world premiere where you see this like old school 2D side scrolling game, but uh, this was the uh, game from the creators of celeste it's called earthblade and it's a explore action platformer so it looks kind of cool there's a lot of good pixel art it looked uh, very artistic uh, good music on there so you know i'm i'm there it's going to come out in 2024 via steam on there so kind of cool everything else uh, (laughs) yep you know it is oh i know uh, but it looks like they're busting out on Steam at least for now on there until maybe they'll have to play the 
who's going to give us the more money for the exclusive nintendo microsoft or playstation we'll see so we'll see how the console launch goes for that but uh i'm there for it looks good you know yeah. gonna, you know it's kind of it's on the radar quote unquote on here i know kev when we we're watching the stream is that this has des written all over it so yeah <laughs> yeah it does i will definitely be playing it it looks fun you know i'm i'm here for it i'm like okay yeah. this looks cute um so yeah next thing uh we saw jedi coming cunningham make his reappearance so star wars jedi so, survivor jedi cunningham. jedi cunningham yes he got a beard so, now He's a I man. He's got a beard. He's a, he's a man, Hogan. He's a yeah. man. I got a, a beard, man. damn it. A man's man. Cal got the beard. Cal. I've, I've seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, one thing, you got you got your wish. There are there are decapitations in it. Uh, I didn't know. see any. Yeah, I didn't see any. Deca- Deca- decapitating dro- droids over Dro- there. Yeah, droids. <laughs> droids. Robots. Droids. No robots. You're so bloodthirsty, Kevin. It's like, I want to see blood. I, I want to see Jedi kill him. I don't know. I, I'm not <laughs> saying this has to be Ninja Gaiden, but look, they did it in Star Killer, the first Star Killer game, at least on PC. Force Unleashed, yeah. Force Unleashed. And I thought it was a great visual effect. It wasn't bloody or gory or anything, but look, you cutting through dudes with a lightsaber, they're gonna be they're gonna be cut in half. Arms gonna be flying, heads gonna be flying off. That that's they did it in the movies. You know, so Yeah, but I don't they know why keep they their rated T for teen over here. So you can keep a rated teen for teen and do it that way, I think. Shit, there shit there wouldn't be any there's blood. No blood. There's no blood. You're just Yeah. Because it's know? uh what is it? It's um what would it say? It, it's uh, it's it's cauterized. Yeah, so instantly it, cauterized well, the wound. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, but yeah, the game is coming out. Uh, it's on coming out on March, March seventeenth. I know John BT was commenting that you know the first game was boring. You know, so Jedi Fallen Order. I would on concur. Here. And uh, we'll have to see. You know, the voice actor came out afterwards you know, saying, "Hey, Game Awards! Hey, this is the, like the best Star Wars game ever." It's yeah. like, they're like, "Oh my God, dude!" Super <laughs> Empire: The Strikes Back might have something to say about that. Other games yeah. would have something to say about Kotar. Yeah, great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but you know, Jedi Survivor comes out on March seventeenth. All. All the common men, common folk, you Star Wars fan, go out and buy it. And then w- when you resell it back to GameStop, I'll go pick it up <laughs> six months later for $15 and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be on Games Pass by then. So we'll have to see. You know, this. it will be. I'll get it on Steam when they when when the mods have put in the uh, the dismemberment. Mm-hmm. I'll pick it up day one. How about that? I'll Are you? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll play at your house. There you go. There you go. That'll actually, I need to. Go. I actually own Jedi Fallen Order for PS5, and so I've been meaning to go check it out, see what all the hubbub is. So I bought it for eight dollars. So, <laughs> appropriate price, probably according to your eyes, Kev. So, yeah, you probably save yourself a, a Burger King meal for that. See, see, Kevin over here, so you save money. <laughs> 
Well, you know, if, if you listen to GH Radio episode 699, you'll know that Burger King is my worst rated fast food restaurant. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How is that? At least get you something from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that, that's something good. I actually like McDonald's over Burger King for some godforsaken reason. So. Fries are better. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, we're talking about Game Awards. So next trailer that was shown. Uh, of course, another um, of Keeley's favorites. Uh, Keeley is just you know, grinning like a Cheshire cat because he has the pre- world premiere of Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding 2. So, so yeah, Death Stranding 2 has been produced, written, directed, and designed by Hideo Kojima. So, so we got to see all sorts of crazy business. Uh, more babies bleeding out their eyes, of course. You know, babies with tentacles. Yep, you know it. You know, all that stuff. Norman Reedus uh, looking oh. all bleach blonde and like looking super Saiyan and all that kind of crap. So and the and the guy in the red with the guitar. Yeah, Troy like... ba- Troy Baker is in the actual game itself with yeah. a starring role. Role so looking like looking like Vega. Yeah. <laughs> Well, nonetheless, I thought that the trailer was interesting. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to be all like, oh, my God, this is the greatest game ever or anything. You know, in the end, I think we're commenting on stream all this crap and you're still going to be delivering boxes in the end and and creating bridges and going across (laughs) across the map. So we'll see different babies, different Mm -hmm. babies, different babies. So, So you're the stork. I guess <laughs> I'm good. I am good. Kojima, for the sake of being Kojima, and then the, the, of course he came on stage, and of course everyone was just like cabin. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I can I'm imagine. Surpri- I, I'm surprised little fans didn't come running up on the stage until then. Yeah, we happened. didn't get Bill Clinton boy come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Security oh, we'll, definitely we'll, would have let him get up there with Kojima. <laughs> not at all. We'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right. Next trailer. Um, actually, you know, when we're watching the stream, Kev, I skipped over this. I didn't really check it out, but there was a new game introduced from EA and Ascendant Studios. It is a single-player first-person magic shooter called Immortals of Avium. It's coming out for PS5, Xbox Series consoles, and PCs. So uh, this is from uh, some of the original uh, developers of Dead Space and also three Call of Duty titles, so who knows? (laughs) Oh, shit. Call of Duty titles. Yes, of course. So, yeah, um, this is a new studio called Ascendant Studios, but it's an EA partner game on there. So, but it is a... Uh, First-person magic uh, game, you know, and so it looks kind of cool. I mean, there's only a, there's like a kind of a teaser trailer type, one-minute trailer. So, you know, we'll have to see how well it plays and whether you know you'd be all throwing lightning bolts and doing all sorts of crazy, crazy madness on here. Of course, in the trailer, of course, not all images appear in game pops up on the bottom of the screen. So mm-hmm. probably very early. So we don't know when this will come out. No release date was announced. It looks like it's according to the press release it's coming out in 2023 on there. So at the worst we could play it on EA Play on Xbox Games Pass after it drops, but <laughs> we'll see. 
on there. Uh, did you, any of you two get a chance to watch that trailer at all, or know what I'm talking about? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe I, I think it's one of the ones there. that I watched. Yeah. Tekken 8 got a trailer, uh, including gameplay. The story was all craziness. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go and comment on this a little bit? So. Yeah, so it looks like uh, Jin and his daddy come to a head, finally. Because I think... Uh, um, What's his, uh, gosh, the original bad guy, you know, the guy with the old man with the funky, the funky hairstyle. That's the grandfather, right? The grandfather. I think he's dead in, in, Hiachi? This, in this game. Hiachi, yeah. I think he's dead in this game. Of course, dead in video games doesn't mean anything. So it's going to be the end boss. So it's going to be the end boss. You know, so, but I think he's supposed to be dead and, it looks like this game may have a very robust story mode, which kind of interests me. That scares me. I will be getting this day one because Tekken is one of those games that I've always admired from afar, but never put in the time to learn because I can't do the Korean backdash cancel. And you have to be able to do that if you're going to survive online. It's like movement in Tekken is all about maneuvering and getting that first launch. And you can just drain just to drain your enemy's power bar. So I've always liked the characters. I've always liked the game, the mechanics of the game. Um, but now I have a hitbox. I... I can actually do Korean backdashes with it without giving myself carpal tunnel. So that's why that's another reason why I'm uh, looking forward to this game. I actually have the tool to really dive into the mechanics of a Tekken game finally. So I'm really looking forward to it. It looks beautiful. A uh, lot of action. Um so I'm 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 here for it all day, twice on Sunday. And since you're so interested, I am. And I was kind of crapping on, but I was, you know, during the stream, I was crapping on everything. I think so. <laughs> crapping for the sake of hilarity. But yeah. It did look great. It did look great. You know, Joe is just being Joe. You know, I'm negative Nancy over here. Mm-hmm. Well, you just buy it and wind up playing No Man's Sky. That's all. They'll get you. They'll get your money. They'll get your money. Day one window, and they'll appreciate it. But you'll be playing No Man's Sky, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Nothing I'm gonna wrong. put myself in incognito every time I play No Man's Sky. Now Why? I play No No Man's Sky. Why? I'll be. I want you. It's a shame. I'm playing No Man's Sky again. It's a shame. Okay. <laughs> I I I am interested in Tekken 8, so so we'll see. They are building a ground up for current generation of consoles. It's not coming out for PS4 and um, Xbox One, so it's it has a leg up, I think, on what uh, Street Fighter 6 is doing. It's not trying to be end all be all for everyone. So, mm. all right, next game. Kind of shown, and I'm going to kick this over to you, Des, and see if you watch this on here. But they did announce a uh, final release date for Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, this has come from Larian Studios, of course. Uh, the trailer introduces characters uh, Minisk and Jahera. 
on here and um, they announced a collector's edition of Baldur's Gate 3 which has everything known to man on there including some Magic the Gathering booster packs mm. on there so um, mm. and uh, yeah the um, it looks like it's a very expensive whenever this collector's edition does <laughs> very drop it's very expensive it, it looks very expensive but yeah it's only announced for pc at the moment so because it's our obviously early access on steam and gog at the moment so that's where it's launching no epic looks like here so so any uh, impressions on what you saw des not really only because it's going to be what it's going to be yeah. I have watched the reason why I say that is because I've watched a lot of gameplay and I've watched a lot of streamers play this game. And at this point, they just need to release it. You know, I've never and I've never seen someone get, you know, just so much money uh, for. um, For a a uh, uh, what is it, a. Um, or a, a pre-release sort of game like I, I just i really wish that they would just kind of release it because early access sorry there's just so much early access stuff that larian should basically have you know all the money they need to to take care of this game so yeah it's not like star citizen i don't know if you've read about that game or not but that's yeah been... don't mess with star citizen uh, that has been in early access for a number of years, like eight or nine years. It's, it was in crowdfunding since t 2012, and it still hasn't been released yet. So, see, uh, mm, no, sorry, you need to have, go. Yeah, Star Citizen, has, Star Citizen has raised over 500 million dollars as of September. It is still not. Uh, no, Dang. no, Dang. no, no. Yep. No wonder, yeah. Man, this game is uh, still being worked on. That's that latest game from that Chris Roberts guy that directed like the Wing Commander game. So, like, that's great and all, and whoop de doo, but y'all, yeah. yeah. But that's Baldur, crazy money, and that's crazy money. But that's all other discussion about Star Citizen. So it's like I had that go down that that road. I mean, people be putting up money so they can name you know planets in the game it's it's like the anti no man's sky me speaking of no man's sky so no man you know hello games does no man, all the all the expansions for no man's sky for free and star citizen is the exact opposite they're monetizing everything so mm -hmm. <laughs> all right next trailer of note uh was a game i kind of you know caught my eye a bit um this uh was someone that jeff Keeley brought on stage he brought joe mad up on stage and they an introduced the trailer for wayfinder which is their uh airship syndicate's latest game it's being um, published by digital extremes the um, makers of warframe on here so it is a um, character-based action RPG, online RPG on there. It's launching on early access for PS5, PS4, and PC via Steam in spring 2023, uh, followed by a full free-to-play launch across multiple platforms in fall of 2023. So it definitely has that airship syndicate look to it. Very stylized, of course, you know, from previous games that they've worked on, like Darksiders and uh, other games of sort, you know, including Battle Chasers and uh, what was their most recent game? I think uh, they did the that, Ruined uh, King. 
Yeah, I bought it, but you know the one I've based on it. it's pretty good. Based on uh, the what's what's that big guy? I'm drawing the blank now. League of Legends. There you go. Yeah, LOL. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was very impressed by this. It's, this is something that's kind of on my radar uh, for sure. Uh, what do you think, Des? I know uh, was... I will be playing it day one. I mean, I, I, I yeah, multiplayer online. Uh, you know, I'm kind of worried about that, but but I I I I trust them. I want to trust them. I want to I want to be okay with it. You know, I want to I want to be okay with it. I want to I, I want to play the game. I want to be okay. You know, I want to. <sighs> Sounds so weird, but I just I want to enjoy it. You know. Yeah, I, I do too. Play. I just don't want to see any trappings in there as far as skins and see why it's free to play and what the you know season pass format is and everything for it. Yeah, like, I, and I know, I know that, I know that that's the way to go. People want to get their money and they want to get out and they want something that they can just put, um, they can just put on and just let people play it and they can just make in that dough. But I really hope that it's not a shit show. Like, I'm just praying that it's not a shit show. And it's actually a really good game that, that you know, I'm going to enjoy to play. That's the one thing that I'm just hopeful for. I'm like, please, 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 you know, don't be a shit game. <laughs> don't be a gas shit game, you know. At the worst, it is free. So, I mean, the only thing you have to do That's the problem. Like, I know. Like whenever I hear like, well, at least it's free. It's like, yeah, but you got these good, you got these good people out here, you know, you know, putting work into shit, and it's just shit. It's like, ugh. like it just, yeah. Just sad. hope the launch is good because you know if they push it out too early, then it's just gonna be to where, you know, I want I want the you know airship syndicate to get some momentum. It seems like they've been the kind of in a double a kind of instance and this is more of a them going for the brass ring a little bit so well i hope it works i really yeah. hope it works any thoughts on this kev at all i know we're, we're watching it and i had some uh, world of warcraft <laughs> looking impressions from it but yeah i um I, I probably won't be messing with it understood yeah didn't strike any didn't strike any Strike any fancies. Uh, next thing I was shown just very briefly, there is a um, release date trailer for Diablo 4. So it's coming out on June 6th, right around the same time Street Fighter 6 is coming out. So Diablo 4 will be out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Battle.net on there. Um, you know, and of course, you know, it's the usual stuff, uh, you know. Lilith and the Angel Incarus on there and so on and so forth. So it looks cool. I'll be kind of curious to see how it plays. I'm not sure if uh, I'll probably be there day one just to check it out on there. We'll see if it's on Game Pass or not, depending if the merger is done. I don't think so. On here is available for a standard edition of 70 bucks, deluxe for 89 and ultimate for 99.99. On there, the deluxe comes with uh, early access and a seasonal pass unlock and uh, some armor as well. The ultimate has everything in the deluxe plus an accelerated seasonal battle pass unlock on here. So 
including 20 tear skips and a cosmetic. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what they'd be offering for the deluxe and ultimate with that business, and it doesn't sound all too great with <laughs> what's on offer about how the game is proper. It almost sounds like this game should be free to play as well. So, you know. We'll have to see. At least they're bringing the physical out for this. They didn't bring a physical out for Diablo 2 Remastered. So, so, guess you could always trade it in if you don't like it. Any impressions on Diablo 4, gentlemen? No. I Not mean, I, I, we didn't. We have. I didn't see any gameplay. It was just a. It was just a, a trailer. So, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I, it. The trailer looked like what I expected it to look like. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, next thing is shown that of note, um, there is an announcement for Horizon Forbidden West DLC, The Burning Shores. It's coming out in spring on here. One thing that is kind of you know unique is that they are not bringing this out for PS4. It's only coming out for PS5. It's launching on April 19th. So on here, you got to see Los Angeles in her Horizon Forbidden West on here. So. so Aloy has to pursue a sinister threat in the untamed wilds of Los Angeles on here so you know you know los angeles is definitely untamed <laughs> even mm-hmm. currently but you know it is what it is so any impressions of this kev you're going to buy this day one or you want to play some more uh forbidden west a bit before picking this up well i finished forbidden west so um i'll be picking it up i just it'll I'll, it'll just have to be the time where i'm just not necessarily playing anything else because I get I get distracted easy by new bright and shinies when it comes to games, so I will, I will definitely be picking it up. But it would it would have to be at a time where nothing else really has command of my gaming time. Yeah, there's some people belly aching out there about the fact that they're only bringing this out on PS5. So um, one comment uh, I saw so it seems like a money grab in the middle of a terrible economy. Why oh, are they only? God. Yes, no problem. Go out and buy a PS5 because that's the only way you'll be able to play this DLC. So, mm-hmm. wham, wham, wham. Look, it's always going to be a bad economy for somebody. Yeah. Okay. It's it, it it that when people start, particularly about gaming, I I've never heard this in in any other hobby. You know, like I used to. I used to run hobby grade RC cars back in the day. I never once heard anybody complaining about, oh man, you know, I really love doing this, but uh, now I got to upgrade my motor and uh, because I want to compete in this, in this, uh, in this race, but it's such a bad economy. It, I don't know what it is about gaming in 2022 going into 2023, but we got some 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 folks. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> we got some folks. Oh, it's a bad economy. Yeah, it's a bad economy for every economy is bad for somebody. Yeah. You just have to make a decision whether or not whatever there whatever's being shilled in front of you is worth your money same and plain and simple 
Well, since it's a bad economy out there, the next game that was shown was a new free-to-play game. It was a game that we (laughs) talked about before on this very show. Uh, Blue Protocol is coming out worldwide, and this is the uh, MMORPG free-to-play action RPG from uh, Bandai Namco Studios, but publisher Amazon Games is going to be bringing this out worldwide second half of 2023 on here. You know, I've talked about this game on the show previously. This is their kind of big shot to create an MMO at Bandai Namco, and I am down for it on there. It looks great. Um, I've been kind of anticipating it. It's like it does have some Monster Hunter elements to the game a bit, you know, maybe a dash of tails here or there multiplayer um it looks like there's loot of course of cell shaded graphics so i am <laughs> looks nice yeah it does look very very nice so it's coming out for ps5 xbox series uh consoles and pc so um yeah i'm there day one in fact i almost was going to create a blue protocol section in the discord but it's a little bit premature yeah <laughs> at least at the calm moment, down so. joe calm your tits there <laughs> Calm so, down, buddy. What's your overall, both of you, um, are, is something you'd be playing day one? Are you interested? I'll probably be playing it with you. I mean, it looks fun. I mean, it can't yeah. be any worse as, you know, Genshin Impact, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll i have to see how the mechanics play out. For sure. You know? So, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely try it. Yeah. Uh, another game was shown that kind of caught my eye and interested probably Des as well. Um, there is a sequel to Remnant from the Ashes. Remnant 2 was announced from Gunfire Games. On here, it's launching on PS5 series consoles and PC uh, in 2023. Uh, trailer looks pretty cool. On there, it looks like, you know, the combat is back, of course. Uh, and it looks like there's some crafting, quest lines, augments, rewards. So... You know, I've been we've been off and on trying to play Remnant, the first Remnant. It might give me some impetus to kind of push through, play that game some more before this comes out in 2023. Like the trailer, uh, it's kind of going to be a day one. I like to support them getting this game out. So wh- what about you, Des? Oh, I'll be playing it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, and I'll, prob- I'll probably end up playing it again. Again, it's a fun game, you know. Any thoughts on this, Kev? I don't know as far as if there's something that might interest you, at least that to start out with, but... I mean, maybe. I tried to get into the first Remnant, and it just never vied with me for whatever reason. Don't know why. Uh, Tried playing it with uh, my homie Damon. I tried playing it with you guys, and it's just... I just couldn't get into the gameplay loop. So this will probably be another one of those maybes. Well, I, mean, I know you It looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for it too. So we'll talk about more in 2023. We'll see what happens. But I know what you're excited for, Kev. That's going to be the latest trailer for Warhammer 40K mm-hmm. Space Marine 2. So. Got to see a gameplay trailer drop on there. Uh, and um, what's your impressions, Kev? Liked it. I liked it. Um, I really liked uh, Warhammer 40K, Space Marine, the first Space Marine game. 
know nothing about the universe, know nothing about the characters. I just like killing orcs in bloody fashion. And that's These are what not I'm orcs. These are tyranids. Tyranids? <laughs> tyranids. They're the bugs. Whatever. they. <laughs> I like killing stuff just in bloody giant fashion. Xenomorph-like bugs. And uh, I, yep, that's what I that's what I want out of this game, and looks like that's what I'm gonna get. So I'll be there day one. Oof, looks cool. I'll definitely keep an eye out for it, and you know, go from there. I know the collector's edition is super the greatest. It's only two hundred forty nine ninety nine on here. So mm-hmm. more more statue business. So not there day one. It has a steel book. So. <laughs> mm. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe, it comes with a collector's box. Oh my God. It has a steel book, though. A steel book. <laughs> <laughs> Stifle yourself there, Buster. Stifle. I can't. Well, the next trailer, shown. I'm going to get your impressions, Des, because the Lords of the Fallen trailer was shown a, you know, a spiritual s- sequel to the uh, prior Dark-like, Dark Souls-like game on here. It looks like from a new developer is doing a reboot of this. What's your impressions of this? Do you think they had a thing to go back to or whether they should have even gone back to this game to begin with? I think they I think it's a good game. I have no idea what to expect from from it though. I mean, it I was getting a little tired of grim dark stuff, but I really enjoyed the first one and I played the first one quite a bit. It was one of those what they're called. It was one of those um what the hell's it called? It was one of those uh blood blood thingies that I actually enjoyed. So uh bloodborne type games you know so it's fun and i i don't know what this new uh regime is going to do uh with the game it looks more like you know what it was before so i'm assuming it's going to be just as good hopefully so i'm gonna play it it's a new studio actually so the studio that created the original and also did the surge one and two they're working on uh that new atlas game atlas shrugged i think or maybe i'm getting a confused atlas well atlas shrugged was a was a novel so yeah i know i'm um i'm running on fumes here this, <laughs> the new, segment is, <laughs> this new segment is uh, uh i'm so i apologize you know i wanted to cover all the hits over here but <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of yeah. Get it up here real quick. Uh see. Uh, Armor Core f- 6 was shown. What's your all thoughts on Armor Core 6? Uh, it's from software. I know Kev's probably going to be into it. I'm not really sure because I've always thought that the the they were, um, if I remember correctly, a lot of the Armor Core games were um, POV. So I'm not really sure about that one. Um, but if it's a third-person type game, then yeah, I might, I might have to try it. Uh, Armored Core, I I don't have the right imagination to play Armored Core. I learned that in one of the previous games, because you have to really put in a lot of time and effort to make a good armor. 
because uh, each part does something different and you, you have to make sure that they all synchronize together. I don't know that I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be putting in the type of time requirement that I would need to make a good mech to make it, to actually get them, extract the most out of that game. So I'll probably pass. It's uh, being directed by the same director of Sekiro too. So, mm-hmm. Or I'll just spend my time just copying YouTubers armored core builds. And to me, that's well, like half the fun of this game is, you know, getting the parts and putting them together yourself. So at that point, why even play the game? You know, I, I, I found that I just have very little patience for creativity in my games. I, I just want to destroy stuff. And I mean, you do that in Armored Core for sure, but give me like a set, like a set, you know, palette of tools and just, just let me destroy everything. I, I don't want to actually have to sit down and actually be creative and ponder every change and every uh, weapon weapon and ammo loadout that I put onto my thing of destruction. I just want to go out and blow stuff up and not have to worry about all that. So good deal. I'm actually excited. I'm just curious to see how it plays. And now Armor Core has always been traditionally like a very hardcore type of game, not made for a big audience, but obviously mm-hmm. from now has that big audience gleam from the world out there because they're in love with dark souls elden ring you name it and uh this is like armor core is like big coming out so we'll see if it does well and kind of go from there so here's hoping yeah another game i kind of fast forward when we're watching the the, um game awards kev but this game crime boss rock hay city I don't know if you had a chance to see the trailer for this, but it's all like kind of nutsoid on here. You know, this is the game that um, during the Game Awards, they brought Michael Madsen out on stage. And of course, as soon as I saw him, I thought they were just doing a uh, introduction to a um, nomination on there. But they did unveil this trailer. So this trailer, if you haven't seen it, kind of looks a little bit nuts. On here is a first-person crime game. It's based in the 90s in a, like, Miami-looking city. On here, it's an organized crime first-person shooter, but they basically have gotten the uh, likeness um, licensing trope out, and they license uh, Chuck Norris, uh, Danny Aiello. uh, Looks like that uh, uh, Danny Glover's in the game. Vanilla Ice. (laughs) So... Mm. Michael Rooker is in the game as well, uh, noted of like, you know, Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy. So all these actors are in this game and you're basically going in and uh, running, you know, drugs, running cash. It's probably going to be all popular with the kids out there. We'll have to see, you know, so (laughs) you're running hits and heists with up to four players. So there's PVE co-op multiplayer on here. Uh, You got to steal cash and drugs on here. So. Yeah, go from there, you know. And Chuck Norris is in the game as well, and looking all Texas Ranger-like. So, you know, so Vanilla Ice and Chuck Norris. So, you know, I'll have fun with that. 
keep an eye on this. It's coming out for PC in March, and no console release has been announced. So on there, it actually looks solid, believe it or not. So I watched the gameplay, a uh, game, not the trailer, but uh, there was like ten minutes of gameplay posted yeah. to YouTube. I watched that, and it looks good. I would actually play this. I would actually play this. We all have fun. And then there is also a new Wild Hearts trailer that was shown. It looks pretty cool. It's kind of showing the um, creatures of the game, including they had a, like a um, appearance from Amaratsu, the like the demon dog from you know that was featured in Okami on here. But this game is looking quite nice. Quite nice. If you don't remember what Wild Hearts is, that's the uh, you know the should be Todekin 3, but not Todekin 3 because uh, they want to, you know, obviously get some more eyes on this game. But this is the Monster Hunter with Platforms game that Tecmo Koei is publishing with EA coming out. So that looked good. And then last but not least, Final Fantasy 16 got a trailer and a release date is coming out on June 22nd, 2023. On here, um, you know, uh, I would go over who won the awards, but you know who won the awards. Um, there was also, <laughs> during the game of the year, uh, an invader on the stage <laughs> on there that came up with Miyazaki, uh, Elden Ring won game of the year. And of course, he made the uh, statement up there, which you probably know by now about my uh, reformed Jewish rabbi, Bill Clinton, on there. Who and knew Bill was a rabbi? Who knew? Yeah, uh, learn something new every day. I know. According to this, this is like a dog whistle to uh, like some 4chan bullshit, uh, some anti-Semitic bullshit, so... But he's got the attention of everyone. I know uh, he sat down with Jason Schreier and he was interviewing him and he was keeping his shtick up even during the interview, I guess, from what he was saying. But uh, <laughs> sure. what Jason Schreier actually said is that he actually understood some Hebrew because Jason Schreier obviously is Jewish. And so <laughs> he's thinking it's all a ruse, a elaborate ruse. Uh, and I... They did like a kind of a background on this guy, this kid, and he like uh, interrupted a Blizzard um, conference uh, when they were showing like new World of Warcraft, talking about free Hong Kong. And, you know, like he was he has a known shtick to interrupt press conferences. He's done this previous in the past. So, of course, he has. And of course, he's appeared on Alex's Jones program numerous times as well. So. Mm. <sighs> fun times he's only 15 years old and that's the news so sorry <laughs> I, I ran a little bit too long I, of course you know it's it's bound to happen with these game award shows but yeah yep sorry mm. but i know you listeners right. love it so indeed um game nights we'll play something usually we'll play it by ear uh, we were streaming the Game Awards this past Thursday. Um, and you, Thursdays for me lately have been kind of sort of busy. So I'm usually not able to get in right at the beginning. But uh, they are they take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
If you'd like to be a part of our uh, Discord server where we post our game nights and we get together on the voice chat and Discord uh, for our game nights, you're going to want to hit us up on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, G A M I N G V E S S E L S. Go to our home Twitter homepage, click the link there, and we will be instantly connected with a really neat community that we're growing over there. If you dig what we're what we're doing here, you'll really love what's going on over there. Daily news posts, discussions on gaming, all the fun stuff that this industry and this hobby has to offer, minus all the the nonsense shenanigans and insults that typically come with gaming discussions on larger social media platforms. So definitely would want to encourage you to hit us up there. If you heard something you would like to come comment on in this episode or any of our prior ones, or would even like to be on our show to get your opinions on gaming uh, broadcast to our listeners, you want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail. Dot com And that's always been open to our listeners uh, for feedback and uh, in gaming, play game, game, gaming interviews. So if you'd like to get your opinions out, more than welcome to hit us up there. Send us an email and we'll get you on the show. Uh, John BT was wanting to get on the show tonight. I was talking to him on Discord as we were recording. So, mm-hmm. so yep. you know. Never know. You yeah. want to come on the show? Come on the show. Come, come on down. On the show. Come on down. And with that, that is going to bring episode 191 to a close. I want to thank y'all for rocking out with us as always. So for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Three-hour show, y'all. Three-hour show, my goodness. <laughs> we will be back. I'm sorry, y'all. Next time, episode 192 for your ears. Peace.